Welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Olivia Taylor. And I'm Lucy Cecil. Hi! Oh, hello! We've made it to F5. We have the, uh, no, I was going to say mid-century. I don't, I can't do numbers, as we've established. <laughs> oh yeah, so, so what? So you couldn't, the mid-century? Yeah, no, it's wrong. What's, what's a ten? A decade? Yeah, a decade is, is ten. This is just five yeah five is half of ten i know but 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 a decade is 10 years i know i understand okay well welcome to our half decade i guess (laughs) if hours were in years you need to work on your concept of time clearly look i study the philosophy of space and time and know what i'm talking about yeah and and what is time (laughs) thank you well um now that we've got that out of the way we've um got to at five and what are you longing for and living for this week lucy well, longing for, on the longing for front, um, I am longing for an incredibly long sleep because I'm an old woman now and we went out at the weekend, had one late night and now I need to hibernate for the rest of February. Baby's tired. <laughs> Baby is knackered. I'm just really bad at like, if I do one night out now, I need to like have another weekend to like reset where I'm not doing like a late night, but yes. I'm doing a late night this weekend as well. So pray for me. What are your weekend plans? Going to see some friends I haven't seen for a while since last summer, um, and we like to hang out, and play poker, and uh, drink far too much. Unfortunately, I have never learned how to play poker. Oh, will you teach me it? Yes, but aren't there like different kinds? Yes, there are. Loads like Texas Hold'em is the one I. <laughs> Olivia, I'm basically an expert. I know. <laughs> I'm hiding my light under a bushel. <laughs> You're always down the casino, aren't you? Your lunchtime. <laughs> Famously, down Great Northern. Yeah, they call um, me Olivia. Uh, uh, Olivia the Trick Taylor. Yeah, yeah, that's what they call me. I was trying to think of gin rummy. Gin rummy is the only other thing I know. (laughs) Blackjack. This is all your card knowledge. Yeah, card knowledge. (laughs) Just saying cards. (laughs) Snap. Olivia, snap Taylor. Um, Yes, I will teach you poker. It is. That's fun. We play Hold'em. What's the best one to Texas Hold'em? Yeah, it's the most like approachable, I would say. Okay, and the only one I've ever played. So are there more? Are they, Actually, no, I have played. Are there more complicated? Yes. Um, types. Yes. Like my dad loves to play poker, and he and like my uncle and cousins will like play yeah. poker at Christmas every Christmas, and like they do it all through the night, and like they sort of. We used to all play, but then we we're like, oh, this is boring because yeah. they get so into it. And then they were like, faux ask us if we want to play, but we know that they really don't want us to because they're going to get into it. For If, if you want to like lose your whole Christmas, then fine. But So can it go mm. on for ages and ages? Then? Yeah, like days. Really? Yeah. It's like Monopoly. Yeah, and they all, like, they all put their chips in little plastic baggies and like leave them on the side to bring back out the next Stop. night. <laughs> they are ridiculous. That is that is, but it's cute. That is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very dedicated to the poker course. Okay, well, I'll I'll look forward to mm. you teaching me that. The only card game that I know and I am actually very good at is shithead. Oh, you are good at shithead. Yeah. Actually, I shithead's the one that I always have to be reminded of, like what it actually is. I and I feel remember. like every time I play it, depending on who I'm playing it with, everybody has slightly different rules on shithead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. There's always like different numbers mean different things. Yeah. Almost like when you play Ring of Fire and everybody when we sorry when you when we used to play Ring of Fire. Yeah, those days are long gone. <laughs> I am not drinking a shit mix. Those anymore. days are over. Um, yeah, and everyone would have different rules for different cards and stuff like that. That's definitely the same with shithead. I agree. So you need to have a gorgeous Horlicks yeah. and a gorgeous early night. Yeah, I just need to uh, reset a little bit, but um, I'm riding the coattails of small hours of sleep. Was it worth it? Uh, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, it was such a good time. Yeah. So we went to Aphrodite at the weekend yes, and it was we a did. super, super 
fun and great and um big shout out to our friend also called olivia who um bought us some champagne for our podcast you probably you might have seen it on the instagram yeah um yeah she sort of snuck off and then came back with a bottle of champers and it was the cutest thing i know and our eyes just filled with with drunk tears because we were just so touched and then we popped bots and everyone had a great time yeah it was very very lots of fun great and we also as we mentioned last week we had um some stickers made so we were making friends with people we handed out quite a few stickers didn't we to people so yeah. that was really fun our friends were pretending to be our PR people and making it all sound doing a very good job yeah I think they were say. in the wrong um careers maybe because they were very good at getting the name out there but um a couple of people that we wanted to shout out from that night so shout out first to Queer Pack London and yeah. um CJ who heads that up so hi CJ if you are listening and um, we met CJ in the smoking area I was not smoking because smoking's disgusting but um I was just hanging out there and I was talking to CJ and they said that I don't know if you know on personals yeah because you weren't here for this bit were you when I was talking no, I was to them not. right okay so on personals this queer pack London group use personals as like a way to communicate to other queer people in London and it's like a sort of activity network and a meetup network right so if you live in London follow them they're at queer pack London on Instagram mm-hmm. I think they have their own website as well and you can also see them pop up every so often on personals and it's like details for where to watch the great British Bake Off in a pub with like some cute queer pals. So like if you arrive, it's great because it's like if you arrive in London, say for uni or a new job, you don't know anybody and you just want to like have a ready-made network of nice people that you can go to the pub with and like do some low-key cute activities. That's what Queer Pack London is there for. Very nice, very nice. So we need to get one in Manchester because I think it'd be really, real cute. So yeah, big shout out to them. Mm -hmm. And then um, some of the people that we've been um, chatting to through instagram our liverpool queer collective we are um, manchester huns so they are our neighbors yeah and we've been having some good chats with them um this week they were actually listening to ep three i think it was where i said and this is a correction now i said that um the favorite and mary queen of scots were the two period drama films out at the same time uh-huh. i failed to mention colette and oh, yes. they said they pointed that out and said that that had been an overlooked yeah queer, thank you thank you for pointing that out yeah very- queer Period very movie. Key. Um, yeah, very key. And also, I actually went to see that on an advance um, screening. Oh, wow. I know. Yeah, what, um, what so, did you do? I don't know who I think I was, like, not mentioning it because I really enjoy Colette. Have you seen it? No, I have not seen it. Okay. It was very good. So, yeah, shout out to them and thank you for um, mentioning that to us. Yeah, and hopefully we can come over to Liverpool and meet up sometime. That'll be great. Cause... They've invited us to Liverpool Prague. Yeah, and I've always wanted to go to Liverpool Prague because I really like Liverpool as a city. I think it's great and it's free. So, We'll probably be there. I know. As long as we're not busy. Especially after £70 gate for Manchester Pride. I think everyone's going to be heading up the Liverpool one more than ever. So yeah, just um, big hellos to all the new people who have followed us and who we met at the weekend. Um, It's been, yeah, really great to actually chat to people who are enjoying the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Really nice. And nice to... um just like say liaise with other people and feel like uh, there's a lot of nice queers who want to support each other so that's a really nice thing in terms of what I'm living for I just had to bring it up because my living for was going to be Ariana Grande's album which we will get to don't worry okay, everybody thank God. but yeah. literally on my drive over here <laughs> haven't told you this yet I saw a man with a hoodie on which I just it was amazing it said on the back of it love me before they all do whoa <laughs> 
And I was like, yes, get it. I that is the best Valentine's Day item I have seen. I can't believe that you've kept this <laughs> under your hat till now. You've Love me. Been before they all do. at my house for about two hours and you haven't mentioned that. And I just, I saw him and I went, yes, love you. That is the sentiment I need. Yeah, love you and agree with you. Yes, agree with it. Yeah. No, so that was a little But also, back to it, back to business at hand. Ariana Grande's new album obviously came out last week. How, oh, she's shaking her head. I'm just shaking my head because I'm just overcome with how good it is. Yeah. Especially compared to the previous album, which I know this is a hot take, but I didn't think it was that good compared no, to this. I think that's, that's a very great and right thing to say, <laughs> is what you were going to say, I think. <laughs> I think that is valid, is what I was going to say. Okay. Um, there are obviously some absolute bops on that album. Absolute but bops. most of it is filler, in my opinion, too, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah which is your favourite song from the new album? If you have to, mm, it's hard to choose more, just one, I know. I know it's really hard to choose, but I think it would be Break Up With Your Girlfriend Cousin Board. Yes, um, so good. Absolute bop. But I really, really like the first one, Imagine. Yeah, that's nice. I love that one. What about you? I also obviously love Break Up With Your Girlfriend. Um, I love Bloodline. Okay, it's got those yeah. great, great trumpets in. Yeah, yeah. I really like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm re- it's all coming um, back to me. And uh, I also love NASA. Love and, NASA. Uh, Ghosting. Basically, we're now name checking the whole album. But... Well, yeah, we love the whole album. And um, we, we listened to the whole album again oh, we did. in the queue at Roti King. Oh, didn't we? Just the only restaurant I will queue for. So, Lucy, explain to any London listeners or anybody who is going to be going to London. Actually, maybe you want to keep it a secret. Well, these are our treasured and most gorgeous listeners. So we'll share it (laughs) with them. I don't mind telling these. Yeah. Uh, Basically, Roti King is a restaurant just just like one second away from Euston Station, um, which is a Malaysian restaurant. And they are the only place I know in the UK that do like authentic Malaysian food. And I used to live in Malaysia when I was a kid. And it's just like a little taste of my fake home. And it is just fucking great, but it's really popular. And we got there at like quarter past 12, it opens at 12 and there was already like a cube the size of a fucking redwood. So yeah. we were probably about an hour in the queue. Yeah, we were an hour in the queue, but I said to Olivia, I was like, she's never been before. And I was like, trust me, it's worth it. And you know that I mean that if I'm saying it, because I hate queuing for things. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't really agree with queuing for things, so... Yeah, and for two people, it's, like, less than £30 for loads of food. Yeah, and it was great, right? It was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. Get yourself so... a nice roti. So get down there, get yourself a roti channel, get yourself a nasty lamac, live your best life, get yourself a Milo. Oh, yeah, that, that <laughs> Milo with the ice in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so we listened to it in the queue, so that was, like, Yeah, we great. did, and it was a great, like time passer yeah no I'm, I'm all about this new album I've, I've listened to it so many times yeah <laughs> since it's come out just like on, I have like four or five songs just put on like repeat over and over and over um, while uh, at the day job when I can listen to music what about you what are you longing for and living for I think this week um, what I am living for mm-hmm. so we got some news today yes some of the greatest news and hopefully by mm. the time this this podcast goes to air it will have already happened, but it looks like we are going to be... Do a drum roll. We're going to be mentioned in The Guardian. Shit. Oh my God. Absolutely hold on to your seats. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> believe it. So they do 
the Hear Hear um, article that they do every week where they talk about podcast news and they do usually three featured podcasts yep. um, of the week and you can sign up to it um, as a newsletter. I would highly recommend signing up for it because I found some really good I found some good podcasts. ones from there as well. And it looks like we're going to be featured in that. Which is unreal and ridiculous to I be know. honest. I rang Lucy whilst at work and she needed to be resuscitated yeah i had to run into my boardroom and close the not my boardroom the boardroom in my <laughs> office my, board, personal, my personal boardroom. boardroom um and close the door and then like hide in a corner to like laugh my head off because i couldn't like believe it i still don't believe it it's ridiculous i know it's, it's too amazing. nice i think that hopefully it will already be out yeah, by the time this is out if not it will be on friday yeah but we'll post it um on yeah. social as soon as it happens and probably never shut up about it so you probably will already know but yeah. that is definitely what i'm living for living for the moment that i see that oh. on the website it's just living be, and dying for basically <laughs> it's gonna um, be my last breath as i <laughs> open that page yeah last breath spent on the garden you could do worse <laughs> And then what I'm longing for, I think, this week is Ellen Page's new Netflix um, show, The Umbrella Academy. Have you heard anything about that? No, I haven't. So I'm trying to like get a bit of of a proper grip on what it is, but it's basically like this group of brothers and sisters and they all have like, they all got adopted by this guy who I think might be evil, but then they all have superpowers, but right. they don't really like know that they have them or like know how to use them properly. And My next question was, is it fictional or a documentary? But um, I think you've answered that. Oh, it's, it's a documentary. <laughs> oh, right. Um, and Ellen Page stars in it mm. and also Mary J. Blige, who I love. Yes, she's great. And I loved, did you ever see uh, Mary J. Blige in Mudbound on Netflix? No. it's a really 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 good film and it's got her in it and Carrie Mulligan oh okay and oh it's I, fantastic it rings bells rings bells is it like West, a westerny yeah sort of style yeah yeah it's so good so okay. I would recommend that okay. as just a separate thing but I'm excited for um the Umbrella Academy that should be out now um on Netflix okay. so go and check that out I will be checking it out yeah, as soon as possible same, same. and um I heard about that on the Emma Gannon podcast control alt delete because she had um Ellen Page on as a guest and it was really cool because she was talking about her queerness and how she came out and what that yeah. ended up doing for her career and for her um sort of experience as an actor and was sort of saying that it's made life much easier now in a lot of ways because now that she fully knows herself she's able to sort of like dig deep and explore like her relationships to herself and other things and her own emotions so that she can then put that all into her characters right and so she you know sees it obviously as a really positive and great thing that has happened to her in her life but she also speaks about all of the struggles for her at that time and before she um, eventually came out and all the different sort of context that was surrounding that so it's quite an interesting um insight into her um both personal and professional um life and how those two intersect so I think that came out um last week so i'd recommend going back and okay, um, yeah, having a good. look yeah but of course um the biggest thing that we wanted to talk about was the grammys oh yes the grammys it's award season everybody are you ready for all those red carpet looks always <laughs> are you someone who likes to like look at the article the day after that shows you all the looks yes definitely oh, okay. definitely yeah, i'm not really bothered but fine yeah i mean i won't i won't necessarily like seek it out but it'll always it always comes it'll to pop me up. It, well it knows it knows what you want yeah yeah the yeah. algorithm is is 
attuned to you. Yeah, I, I love looking at the looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was it, the Grammys was super great, and obviously, what we need to discuss. <sighs> is the Dua Lipa yeah. and St. Vincent duet. Excuse us one second while we just go lie down and we'll continue the podcast one whilst kiss we're lying down. is all it takes on. <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> and was, I believe it. It was so good. <laughs> and the arrangement of it and how she, when she played it on the electric guitar. Oh my God. And it was just, and they both had the same stunning. hairstyle. Right, so I have this theory, right, about um, St. Vincent. I think she might be like a lesbian cyborg from the future. Okay. Do you not think that? Yeah, she she she's does such a like sort of robot. She does serve some like sexy alien realness. Yeah, and did you ever see when you were a kid? Well, I saw it when I was a kid because it came out as a kid. The film Independence Day. Yes. And there's that bit right, and it always used to freak me out the most when I was a kid, where there's that like alien woman like walks towards the White House and she's really like looking really sexy. Yeah, yeah. And she's there to like I don't know. Do yeah, this, but then she's an alien, really. Like, yeah, yeah. And that always freaked me out so much, and it really reminded me of that. So I was like. At once, <laughs> at once, like, yeah, this is sexy, get on board. And at once, like, oh my God, it's that sexy alien again. She's back. <laughs> ah! So I'm worried that St. Vincent is, well, I'm not, no, I'm not worried. I'm, I'm fine with but it. But she is a sexy alien yeah. from Independence Day. I just think so. She has, she has that look in her eyes. She's like, I'm here to like, fuck up your future. In a good way. Or say, yeah, save our future. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Um, so that was, that was the real standout um, yes. performance. Obviously, Dua Lipa came away with two Grammys yeah. in the end. And um, yeah, what else were your takeaways from the night? Um, to be completely honest, that's the only bit I saw. Oh, really? Of the Grammys. Yeah, because yeah, it's hard. I didn't really see anything else. It's hard for us to really watch it yeah. here, isn't it? I, I think that is the only bit of it I saw. I saw bits of Lady Gaga and I saw bits of Cardi. Yeah, I didn't actually. Okay. Which is, <laughs> I thought I would have done. Although I haven't seen Janelle Monet, and no, I, I want to catch up yeah. on Janelle Monet. I usually wait like a couple of days because like the good videos of it don't come out for a couple of days. Yeah. Whereas like the Vincent Dua Leaps, I couldn't wait. So I just have to yeah. watch like some of those grainy footages. It was cute because Lady Gaga was at the Grammys and then Bradley Cooper was at the BAFTAs. Yeah. So they yeah. sort of split up That's cute. Um, for for that night. But I was sad because obviously, as you know, I love seeing them together. Cute hunts. Oh, um, lovely honeys. But the BAFTAs were, was also good fun. Yeah. Now, this is a bit of a hot take, but did you watch it? Um, I watched a bit of it. Not all of it. Okay. Well, my hot take is now I love, 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 love Joanna Lumley. Mm. But yeah, didn't think she was the best host. I'm... Don't worry, Olivia, because I don't think that's a hot take. I think everyone thinks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think feel that's the general. I feel awful, role. but, do but you, I, I don't think that's her. I think that's the right. Yeah, I was going to say. I was just going to say. I don't. I don't think it's her fault. No. I think that um, it, it, it seemed really wooden and really like separate from anything that she would naturally yes, say. Yes, exactly. Like it didn't. It didn't suit her like decorum ways. Like she just. It was written completely wrong for her. Yeah, it was just like dad jokes. Yeah, and this like fabulous woman would not be doing that no i know i agree it was I agree incongruous it was incongruous and um i think they'll probably learn a lot of lessons from that hopefully yeah not do it again i felt i felt sorry for her that that was because it wasn't her fault and that yeah, was her first experience definitely. of it but i do also think that in general at like award things like that um because me and my dad watched a little bit of it together that i hate 
like most of the things that people tried to do when they come out to a present award or anything when they try to be like a bit funny or like make a joke and it just like falls flat or like even it just gets a bit of a titter just be like hello nice to see you all here's the thing that reminds me about another thing that, that we hate which is when so you know when you're on the virgin train and you go to the toilet and then the woman comes oh. on and like says oh don't put your boyfriend's love letters down this toilet and stuff because they're trying to be like a bit jaunty, a I bit cheeky. Absolutely hate that. I hate when, like I said to you after we got off that train, when big like conglomerate companies try to like get down on a level with with you, the the every person, and they're trying to be like jokey and jovial, and it's like just fuck off all you want. It's my like one hundred pounds I paid for this. Fuck off and let me piss in peace. <laughs> Well, speaking of things that we hate, would this be a good time to launch our new spot? new segment. Everybody, are you excited? You should be, because it's going to be a good one. Okay, so get ready for another drum roll. I don't don't agree agree with it! it. (laughs) So our new segment is called I Don't Agree With It, which is where every week Lucy and I will be bringing to you a bit of hot news, something in the popular culture, in the zeitgeist, that we, as two individuals, do not agree with. Yeah, and... Might not always be a complete zeitgeist thing, but it might be something, it's definitely probably going to be something that happened within the week, which makes us think, I don't agree with it. Yeah, or something that you've been hating like your whole life and need to share. Well, exactly, because there's definitely going to be some of those. Okay. So, um, Olivia, what don't you agree with? Okay, well, this week on my very first, I don't agree with it. <laughs> I really, really don't agree with adults who are far too obsessed with Disney. Oh, so tell let, me all about yeah. it. You don't need to because I know exactly what you're talking about, but yeah. do tell, do I'll e- tell. I'll explain it. Disclaimer, first and foremost. I have absolutely no issue with Disney. In fact, I like Disney. Okay. I like Disney films. You and I even watched Hercules with um, a Bonoffi pie the other day. You and I watched <laughs> You and I watched Hercules, really enjoyed it. Found like all of the great secret jokes for the it adults. And um, when they talk about the, the going to the big olive instead of the big apple, obviously in <laughs> bits. In yeah. bits, hilarious. But Meg um, is also an incredible female character and needs a lot more attention. Yes, yeah, she does. Props to Meg. But um, in general, yes. so that's all fine. You agree I will, with... Yeah, I've been to Disney World, I would go again, enjoy all of those bits. But you know, it's the people who like have all of the memorabilia and have like all of the pajamas and all of the mugs. And it's like a Disney wedding. You need to grow up, Mm. like stop it. It says something. It says something disturbing. Disturbing about a person if yeah. they are that still into Disney yeah. I agree they're like infantilized and like not like like they don't want to be in touch with reality because they're just obsessed with like cups with chip on them or something <laughs> no <laughs> I hate it you don't hate it Olivia what what is it what is it about it I don't agree with it <laughs> and also under that same banner can I just say while I'm here not only do I hate it when people are really, really obsessed with Disney when they are adults and just like it more than the normal amount, yeah. but that also stands for Minions. And in fact, it stands even more than everything else that I just said. Minions. Don't agree with them. I, too, do not agree with Minions. <laughs> minions can absolutely do one. Yeah. Like, what, 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 what is the Minion? I know, it's, it's not a thing yet. There they are. No, it's such a thing, though. It's everywhere, but like, yeah, it's, it's not a thing it, to it's me. It's not a thing. Yeah, no, I agree. I do not agree with it. Like, I just, I, I hate the minions. Okay, well, I feel better having got that off my chest. Oh, thank God. I, I, hope, I hope you all feel better too. Yeah, <laughs> I want you to have the same cathartic experience. So, Lucy, what don't you agree with this week? Right. Well, mine is like um, weirdly similar in a sense. So, 
this came about literally just this evening as for somebody who says that they hate uh adults who are into disney you unlike me were fine with um adults having kids voices in the haribo advert which i do not agree with So Lucy and I were just watching Dinner Date, minding our own business. And then the Haribo... Valentine's Day. Yeah, the, Har- the Haribo advert came on and I just chuckled at it. She just did it. a little chuckle. And I went, did you just chuckle? And she, she was like, yeah. And I was like, fuck, no, I don't agree with it. And basically, I hate when um, adults are given like kids' voices in adverts and in other things. And I hate like... And it's, you know what? And it, it works the other way around as well. Because do you know what I hate and don't agree with? Fucking Bugsy Malone. Oh, and yeah. it's that same thing. And I love Bugsy Malone. Yeah. yeah. So kids pretending to be adults, adults pretending to be kids. I don't agree with it. Yeah. And, and Bugsy Malone has got Jodie Foster in. So how can you not like it? Well, she's fine, but no, no, Olivia, stop it. I, to- I just told you I don't agree with it. Okay, you don't agree with it. Um, I-, I need to respect your boundaries. Thank I'm sorry. you so much. That is what we don't agree with. And that's our new segment. And we really hope that you're going to enjoy it because we like to hate things. So get used to it. But actually, um, what we would love to know is what else you don't agree with. Yeah, let us know. um, Tweet us, Instagram us, drop us an email. Slide into our DMs. Let us know what you don't agree with. Ring us. Find find our number on the internet. Can't be that hard. Just tell us what you don't agree with. (laughs) But anyway, back to things that we do agree with. Back to the back, 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 back to the BAFTAs. Try to say that five times really fast. Say it again. Back to the BAFTAs. Back to the BAFTAs. Up to the rafters. Um, <laughs> did you see uh, Olivia Coleman and Rachel Weisz's bits of yeah. saying gay rights? Yeah. On the <laughs> All I saw of that, I didn't see the actual like full interviews. I just saw like a loop thing. Someone had on Twitter where they were just going, gay rights, gay rights, gay rights, gay rights. And it was amazing. And also I loved um, Olivia Coleman's acceptance speech when she was just like, crying and a bit of a great hot mess and then she just gave this such a warm and loving shout out to Rachel Weiss and Emma Stone and Rachel Weiss got best supporting actor yeah. for um the favorite and I just thought it was just dead cute and it just seemed yeah. like they had such a gorgeous time that and, whole thing does seem like they had such a lovely time yeah and Rachel Weiss just looked like an absolute ethereal angel oh, what one angel yes I know um and also talking of the favorite I know I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I would love to get a sort of comprehensive guide to what was and wasn't true oh, yeah. in the film and bust have um, released an article doing just that right yeah so i'll link it in the show notes for anyone who is interested in finding out a little bit more about right. the history um of the film and you know what was real and what wasn't basically so i will cool. um, be sure to include that Good. more music now so um more what music. is your track of the week this week lucy so aside from obviously the ariana album which we've all been playing to death that goes without saying yeah, yeah. which yeah. is a sweet sweet death uh, that i can agree with um i have been listening to i'm going to a gig tomorrow okay. of a band which i discovered last year at the sound from the other city festival which happens in salford and it's a great festival here in salford and if you like a little cute independent music festival and you like sort of finding new bands that you're not you might not know it's a really really fun day out and one of the bands that i saw there was called hers and they're made of just two guys one from uh i mean they're, they're based in liverpool but uh one's norwegian and one's from i think like the lakes and they it's just like them two on their guitars and bass and then they do like all their drums through like computer etc and going to see them tomorrow night and i've just been re-listening to all of their songs loads and loads and their like sound is it, it's like dream pop if you've ever heard of dream pop no is that um, like high school <laughs> it's basically high school so it basically sounds sort of like dead ethereal and almost like they could be part of like the twin peaks soundtrack oh, cool. but also like quite boppy and like wouldn't go amiss in like um a lift 
like lift music (laughs) but it's just great and the guy has the main the singer has like such a he like sings so low but also so high so you like can really pitch between the two and it's just it's it's they're really fun as well and um the bassist just gets so into it he's like bopping the whole night long like and i'm really excited to see them again because it was like one of my favorite gig experiences last year and what's your favorite track so the track that i've been listening to the most is called um it's called low beam um and it's like actually it's it's about like a uh, like guy who's in a bike gang but um sort of pushing against like toxic mas- mas- toxic masculinity and um it's just a really great song and i would suggest it to anyone who wants to pretend like they're in a lift because well i mean no one really wants to pretend they're in a lift but listen to the song it's nice what about you what's your track of the week well my track of the week is actually a recommendation um from our friend, my best friend, and one of your new friends now, so that's oh, cute. new friend. Um, so my um, best mate, Kate, um, recommended this to me when we were um, staying at their mm-hmm. house at the weekend, and it's a band called Moona, and they are um, an American electro-pop band. Cool. And I think there are three of them um, all together. I'm yet to fully do like a massive deep dive yeah. into all of their um, stuff, but so far, so good. And the real standout track, I think, is probably their most favourite their most famous track anyway is I Know a Place and um, it was actually in the Netflix movie Alex Strangelove and that is about like um, the sexual awakening of um, this teenage person basically Mm -hmm. and um, the it, it, that 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 would really suit that film because that's kind of what it's kind of what the song's about but they've spoken about it and they said that like it is about sexuality and sort of about queerness and about being able to, um, basically the idea of us all wanting to be able to have a place where we feel safe and we feel at home. Okay, yeah. And if you listen to the lyrics, it's just it's just really heartbreaking because it's kind of like they wrote this song, they said, for those people who feel like they don't have that. So even if you don't have like a physical place that you can go with people that might understand you in a place that feels safe, they want to be able to like help you create this environment in your mind and know that like it's coming. And I was just like, (laughs) crying. Um, And I do, I do think that's true that music can be that for people. It can be your salvation and and an escape. It can be your escape and space. And I've definitely, I've definitely always felt that with music. So I I get that. I will definitely be listening to that song. Yeah. And I listened to it. Well, they've actually played it at the weekend when we went out, which was really nice. And it just made me think loads about Dempsey's. Uh, Well, when are you not thinking about Dempsey's? Yeah. Um, glossary term Dempsey's is a great gay club in Sheffield the aka in Sheffield. the only one yet and it was our favorite place to go at uni yep. so that is what it reminds me of so that would definitely be my um track of the week but I need to listen to the whole album and kind of get to grips with that a bit more but I would say that that is a real good song yeah, so great. give it a listen and you've also started the um Spotify playlist haven't you I have yeah it exists I put the the link will be in the show notes it was in the show notes last week as well um and it's going to be nice and slowly growing and I will add all these songs to it and maybe like a couple from each sort of act we talk about because we tend to sort of mention a few songs of each and hopefully it'll be like a nice weird windy playlist of loads of different themes and but all with a bit of queerness yeah gorgeous gorgeous queerness yeah and off the back of gorgeous queerness obviously we did our valentine's day special um last week um but this week i came across an article in autostraddle Mm -hmm. and it was all about 
as queer people, how do you know when a date is a date? Oh. So I wanted to pose this question to you and mm. your experience and ask you in your life and experiences and just what your general opinion is, how do you know when someone wants to date you? <laughs> I thought you were going to say when someone's DTF. <laughs> so, well. which is what you meant. Funnily enough, actually, Olivia... I once went on a date that I did not realise was a date. Um, when? Right, a million years ago. At uni. Was it at uni? Yeah, at uni. When got um sort of friendly with a girl who I thought was just, just wanted to like be be a friend. I know who this is. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And we I just like thought she was nice, like, yeah, she's cool, become like a good friend, whatever. We'd met in old name fucking old faithful Dempsey's. <laughs> in the toilets talking about Radiohead I think because nice. you know it was 2009 <laughs> classic <laughs> no actually probably 2010 um, and uh, yeah so we were just sort of getting friendly and then she said like oh do you want to go out some gr- drinks or whatever yeah. I was like yeah yeah sure whatever so I like, went and met her and then very quickly realised that it was a date or at least it was for her yes and I was like oh shit I've I've misread this and do you feel like looking back on it there were signs that you missed or was she sort of like hedging her bets a bit and not really wanting no, no, to no, be no, no. a million percent it's all on me that she was doing all the right bits and like just trying to go out with me and i was <laughs> fucking clueless <laughs> she was just trying to go out with just you trying to go out with me she was trying to love me before they all do <laughs> <laughs> we need to get that on a t-shirt we do um but uh yeah that that was when before i'd sort of properly come out and all of that so i was very sort of up in the air and didn't really know what was going on and then sort of midway through that evening of just having some drinks I was like oh oh shit and then um just sort of like carried on with the you know date I guess and then um went uh went home and she kept trying to walk me home and I kept being like no no it's fine goodbye when did you realize that it was a date for her at what point about half about an hour in and Maybe. what what made you realize that? Well, she was just flirting loads. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh right, yeah, this is not just friend chat. She was doing a lot of eyes. Oh right, okay. Which she, which she definitely had to. Okay. So do you? So do you think then that you are? Was it? Was it? Was it just that she wasn't being so obvious at the beginning, or was it that like you didn't really want to want to see it that way? Do you feel like that you would? If those if that situation presented itself in the same way again now yeah. as a single hun, yeah how would you um, go about it? And do you think that you would be a bit more awake? I think I'd be, I think I'd be way more awake to what was going the on. The overtures. <laughs> the overtures and the underchores. Um, but, uh, I mean, I have not dated for... I was in a very long relationship, a six-year relationship um, until quite recently. So I've, I am very out of knowing what is and isn't a date and even before that, I barely did any dating. So yeah. I feel like I don't, I'm not, I'm not best versed to really understand what, what would and wouldn't be a date. But I feel like I would now know, just as an older person and a person who's more sure of myself, what, what I wanted from a thing mm. and also therefore be able to read what other people want from a thing. Yeah. And also I think that like, usually the most sort of dating that you do as a single person, if you're like dating a lot, is through dating Apps. right yeah and obviously by virtue of the fact that you're both 
using the dating app that suggests that like if some person says would you like to go for a drink then that is a date yes exactly so you kind of don't need to worry about that then it's just obviously whether or not you fancy each other when you get there and you're reading the right signs then yeah exactly which is fine because at least you're on that sort of level playing field of at least knowing what you're going to yeah um yeah Yeah. so what does this um article have to say or what what do you have to say about about knowing when a date isn't a date well a lot well it's it's um it's a lot of different um editors and writers and contributors um on autostraddle talking about their own experiences and one person heather hogan who's the managing editor um said that everybody thinks i'm flirting with him because i'm generally warm and engaged and ask questions and free with compliments make good eye eye contact and apparently she's been yelled at about this because she's been seen to be like leading people on and that's been um a big problem um for her because that's the way that she relates to people sort of platonically as well as otherwise um so i don't think that i've ever been in that kind of scenario i have to say but to be honest i think that like when most of when most of your dating is through dating apps it kind of takes that issue away i think the only time it would arise would be like maybe if it was um you just met somebody yeah you just met someone or like it was it was a friend or an acquaintance and you weren't sure whether they were like just being friendly but i would just say um ask for a lot of second opinions ask some trusted friends to kind of have a little bit of a nose over you know when you're interacting and maybe send them the text and i always think that like intel and other opinions is always intel um, is hot need to know the intel yeah you do definitely and i think that if you have some trusted friends that you can go to and just say what does this mean sometimes people can make better sense of it than you as the person in it so that would probably be my advice good advice very such a sage um speaking of flirting etc um and how to bag somebody have you seen did you see this week the daily mail did this article entitled how to avoid turning your home into a man repeller i did see that and i thought <laughs> well i think i think my brain just shut down yeah, just thought, thank you next yeah my lord i i i just saw it and i thought it, i thought the initial obviously off the back of it most people did like fake ones it's like stuff. an april fool yes but i thought the first one was the joke as well yeah obviously it is a fucking joke so for anyone who hasn't seen this this was the daily mail did a article yeah how to avoid turning your home into a man repeller in, with a picture um, was like an interview with some interior designers I believe who had these hot tips as to what not to do to make your your house into a man repeller um, and um, including such sage advice as books go easy on the gloomy titles what <laughs> Buddha a sign of poverty and isolation who wrote this Cactus, unwelcoming exclamation mark. Oh my god, well no one is welcome in my home <laughs> yeah, because no I have like bloody come here. I have like fifty seven <laughs> cacti, so sorry. Any a, potential suitors. There's another one that says Vase, another image of a single woman. What? what? Which which to me, right, in this picture it is a vase that is a woman's face, right? But not most vases are not but are, do people think vases are women? What's wrong with people? <laughs> so basically I saw this and I thought it was ridiculous. 
obviously. And don't worry, I didn't click on the Daily Mail to no. uh, look at that. I sort of found a picture of it on Twitter, so I will not be giving them any clicks. Well, do you know what? I was going to say that we would put it in the show notes, but we're absolutely not going to do that. We so absolutely will not. Just know that it exists and be sad about it, yeah, basically. be sad about it. Be sad about the fact that these people... And what, what to me is, like, really sad is that the interior design women who did this, these therapists, are, are two women. And that they have these ideas of like what is and isn't right for a woman to have in their home to attract a man is Ooh. is just really upsetting and very, 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 very archaic and sad and shit that it still exists. Yeah, that's horrible. <sighs> now on to something maybe a bit more sensitive. I saw an article this week. It's, it's sort of like a, a short story, I suppose, but I think it's like a... a real life tale right from writer sarah alexander and this also in um autostraddle and um it's called how to grow up without being invited Mm. and um it's it's quite short and it's basically about their experience of going to uni and trying to um find themselves and meet other people that are um like-minded and meeting this whole um queer group of young people and about how they're sort of like such intrinsic um people in their life for that sort of fixed amount of time and it's just this sort of moment in time where you're discovering who you are with all of these other people who are discovering that too and what it all kind of means I'm explaining it in a bit of a rubbish way but it it's it's a difficult thing to kind of explain it's a hard thing to explain I think I think most people can relate to that what you're trying to explain and how it's hard to explain it yeah and speaking of the sort of hard to explain it bit, I read the very last paragraph because mm-hmm. I thought it was like a really interesting um, sort of um, supposition. Yeah. It basically goes on talking about um, their experiences of meeting this queer group and going to lots of parties and sort of the passage of time through these formative years. The problem with birthdays and graduations is that endings and beginnings are so often the same thing. What we're really celebrating is the motion the opposite of stagnating, the skill of turning your head and blinking your eyes to see things in a new light, even if your feet and heart feel heavy and the landscape hasn't changed. Growing up means that everything you fear will probably come true. You won't know what you're doing. Some of the worst things will happen. You'll be completely at a loss. All that remains of that person I was at that birthday party I sort of crashed years ago is some pictures, some old text messages and the memory of identities slipping together and apart names and homes overlapping and disintegrating and of course me Mm. so I thought that was yeah I like I liked it too and I like this whole idea that you know rather than I think I think that we are so conditioned to kind of always be progressing and striving and moving on to and the next thing and going up and up and up on this sort of trajectory when actually maybe the point is just kind of existing and being in motion and and not doing the same thing and not stagnating and not not sort of being still in our lives whether that means experiencing bad things and good things because like surely that's more what life is rather than just this upward axis and I thought it was was just interesting I think think that is a a very nuanced great way to look at how you live your life and that it like you say it shouldn't just always be this it gotta be up 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 but also that it can be just existing in in your motion and in your time as it goes and rolling along in that and having good bad experiences and then being part and parcel of your life yeah and I think that like the idea that there's just as much value in the downs and the ups and that they all 
contribute. mixed together to form you as a human. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, that's I th- very nice. I thought it was really um, interesting, sort of delicate writing. Yeah, definitely um, link that. Yeah, I will um, definitely link it. Um, but back to um, some news bits from this week that um, we wanted to cover... Katy Perry has been in the news this week because she um, released this shoe line which has now been taken off the shelves because yeah. she has been accused of um, selling shoes that are mimicking blackface. Yeah. Um, so have you seen have you I seen have this seen, news? I have seen the news and the shoes. I I I agree that it's they are it's the classic thing for me of how many people do these things go through that not one single person goes do you know what maybe not yeah like all these things constantly it's like how did that get through like a thousand people before it became a thing like I always think that about like the um uh brew dog who are a brewery um, have done ma- a few very questionable campaigns, which I've always just been like, how many people did that get through that they said, yeah, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Well, I think that I think that the interesting thing is is that this isn't an isolated um, incident. The article that I um, read first of all about this was in the Guardian, and they talk about um, some other really recent instances where similar um things have happened so right. last week gucci um removed um a polar neck and so that was um red lips worn over um worn over your face in a in a balaclava style and apparently that was um see i haven't seen it but it mm. was seen to be um emulating that um blackface and um there's been a couple of other sort of high-end brands and sports brands um releasing things with with well what what is considered to be um blackface and then and then they get taken down but um perry did release um a statement and she said that she envisaged the shoes as a nod to modern art and surrealism she said um, she was saddened when it was brought to her attention that it was being compared to painful images reminiscent of blackface and said as the company that our intention was never to inflict any pain and that they've been immediately removed from the website and from her fashion line. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the, the, the right response. I mean, as much as, you know, a company can create these things and like not at all think about it in a sense that's sort of part parcel of it that they that it hasn't been thought of as maybe being an issue um and that the right response is to respond to and say right so you know we never meant this to happen and this is not what we saw of it but you you are telling us that that is what you see and therefore we are responding the right way and retracting them i think that's the right thing to do um they are quite caricature like and it's probably best that they don't exist so yeah yeah and um speaking of other news with music stars sam smith did an instagram earlier this week mm-hmm. about about body image and his relationship to his um, body it's been well documented that sam smith has struggled with body image issues and eating disorders over right, the years yeah. so i came across this um instagram so i wanted to share a caption that he wrote to go alongside okay. it it's a picture of him um really gorgeous picture actually of him um on the beach with stunning yeah with the sea behind him the sun's obviously setting and yeah it's a gorgeous picture so have a look but the caption says in the past if i have ever done a photo shoot with so much as a t-shirt on i have starved myself for weeks in advance and then picked and prodded every picture and then normally taken the picture down 
Yesterday, I decided to fight the fuck back, reclaim my body and stop trying to change this chest and these hips and these curves that my mum and dad made and loved so unconditionally. Some may take this as narcissistic and showing off, but if you knew how much courage it took to do this and the body trauma I have experienced as a kid, you wouldn't think these things. Thank you for helping me celebrate my body as it is. I'll always be at war with this bloody mirror, but the shoot and this day was a step in the right fucking direction. That's really nice. Yeah, I thought it was a really vulnerable, vulnerable and cool thing that he did yeah, to do that. Yeah, definitely. It's nice, very nice. It's good to uh, uh, feel feel right in your body and in how you need it to be, not how you feel that it should be. Yeah. So, um, so props to um, Sam Smith. He also did a very good table manners with Jesse Ware yeah, right. uh, in the last series. So just Cute. while I'm thinking about it, check that out too. Speaking of props too, I want to talk about, and I know that this is not something that is usually uh, on the agenda, sport. Let us talk sport. Whoa, okay. Talk sport. I feel wholly <laughs> underqualified, but <laughs> please go on. Don't worry, this is definitely a bit that you can talk about, okay. re-sport. So did you see in the news um, what happened with the cricket this week and the cricket England cricket captain Joe Root? I did. Yeah, so during one of the test matches between England and the West Indies, there was a point where... The West Indies, I think, sort of lost a point to Joe Root or something. I don't know, because I'm not very good at cricket. So I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly what's happened in the gameplay. But Shannon Gabriel, from who plays for the West Indies, said something to Joe Root. And Joe Root replied, initially, what Shannon Gabriel said was not picked up on microphone, but we do now know what he said. So he said, do you like boys, um, apparently, um, as a sort of insult sort of being you know in that classic way of saying sort of like oh I uh, don't be so gay etc yeah, yeah and um Joe Root just sort of went up to him very quietly nothing like not no like big scene about it but just said um don't use that as an insult there's nothing wrong with being gay and mm-hmm. that was picked up on the microphone and he's been sort of commended for it and I just wondered what you thought because I, I think sport still exists in such a world that like of its own of its own where um queerdom is not really celebrated yet there are definitely people who do the right things for the lgbtq community and stuff in sport i'm not saying it doesn't exist but it's definitely still a sphere in the world where there's not as much going on for the for queer queer rights etc and i just think that it was really commendable thing for him to do especially as the captain of the team to stand up and not just take it as because basically shannon gabriel has released a statement saying oh you know like um i'm he says he's unreservedly sorry but he just saw it as a bit of like on pitch banter yeah um, but why is it banter? well exactly and i think that why is joe, it something to banter joe standing up to it and saying no like we don't we're not going to accept that as banter anymore no is great and a really good step forward and i just commend him for it as well I do think, though, with sports, I mean, I watch a lot of football. That's the main sport I know of. Um, and, like, there are no out Premier League players. No. And that, the, the stats just don't add up. Like, statistically, there must be some gay footballers. Yeah. And I am hoping and praying for the day when they feel that they can come out. And I think that instances like this, where people stand up for not being okay with homophobic slurs, etc., will help to hopefully create a safe sports sphere for everyone to eventually come out and be their true selves absolutely mm-hmm. yeah um yeah it was that was um quite a big story this week so we'll see how that goes on hopefully it will be one in many you know instances of because the thing is we can't we can't really stop all of these things from happening no. these issues arising but what we can do is sort of create a precedent whereby these things come up and they're shut down with zero tolerance exactly and i think i think that and that's exactly what what joe Root did and trophy for him just for that don't know how we're doing at the actual cricket but 
He's doing well at speaking up. <laughs> yeah, he can get that trophy, <laughs> what, that what, trophy. whatever happens. Yeah. On to um, TV now. So what have you been watching in the past week? I have actually uh, not watched any television. But what I did see is that Queer Eye is coming back. It is well, coming I mean, back. we knew it was coming back, didn't we? But we've got a date now. And it was announced as being March 15th is when There's it will be back. a date for the wedding. And it's <laughs> our wedding to the five guys. <laughs> the five guys and the burgers and fries. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get one of those and we'll, then we'll watch Queer What Eye. are they called? No, it's the Fab the Five. The Fab Five. <laughs> I've just clearly got burgers on my mind. <laughs> burgers. Burgers on the brain. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, they did a sort of big Instagram release. Each of them did like a cute little fake text video, take text like video. Yeah, like and based they all on had, like, what they're known for. Different like names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they, yeah, they're back March 15th. And there was also a new Carly Rae Jepsen song on that release, which is always exciting. I haven't actually listened to the full song yet, but I will be listening yeah, to it. Yeah, no, I've only listened to it on the, um, on the, on the, video, on the trailer. Yeah. Is it out, the new song? Like, I'm on not Spotify sure, and stuff? actually, but, um, so maybe it isn't, because I feel like I would have seen it, so, okay. when it but it dro- will be. When it drops, we'll add that to the Spotify oh, definitely, yeah. So I'm incredibly excited, because Queer Eye is one of the greatest queer things to happen in the past couple of years. It's such a force for good, and it's so nice and affirming, and makes me cry in the best ways. Oh my god, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, other TV stuff that I mentioned earlier, the Umbrella Academy out now with oh, yeah. Ellen Page, so um, go and check that out. And also Andy Cohen, big TV personality, who um, is the host on Watch What Happens Live. And he also does the um, Real Housewives reunions on E! And he has just had a baby. And um, it's go onto his Instagram. It is real cute. And he, I think, is the first gay man to make the cover of People with his baby. Oh, okay, great. Um, So go and check that out. The baby is real cute. Absolutely gorgeous head of hair that baby has. That baby looks like it, a Lego. Aww. In the nice way, like it, that, like it's got such a block of head. Yeah. He- sorry, t- such a block, a block of hair, hair, which is great for a baby. Yeah, no, it's lovely. And um, Andy Cohen looks super, super happy. So there's oh, a couple nice. of pictures of him with the baby um, on his social media. And also moving away slightly from tv but podcasts as i mentioned there's the ellen page emma gannon one to listen to and also the one that i keep going back to week after week after week is another great queer podcast um secret dinosaur cult oh yeah have you ever listened to it i have not ever listened to it but i it's on my list to listen to and you keep telling me about it and i will leave you listening to it yeah so it's it's um presented by comedians sophie hagan and jody mitchell right and they're two comedians jody mitchell I know, it's great, isn't it? Jody Mitchell. Um, but it's it's always in front of... I cannot imagine Jody Mitchell doing a, a, an exciting dinosaur podcast. And I can't imagine that she's heard that joke before. So <laughs> it's not her first rodeo. Um, but anyway, it's, it's the two of them and they do it in front of a live audience and it's all about like queerness and trauma and daddy issues and they have this bit every week where um it's called the daddy hole so it's like um it's things that they do to fill their daddy hole Uh. so it's it's essentially like what have they done to kind of like try and attempt to fill the void in their life that's been left by a missing parent Mm -hmm. so it'll be like oh i'm took all of my dry clean only jackets to the dry cleaners. Right. And the other one will be like, did it work? Did you come back? And I'll always be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yes, that sounds, that sounds good. It's really, really good. And then they always have this bit where they like introduce a new dinosaur at the end and then you get to learn loads of cool bits about dinosaurs. Oh, cool. God knows how that has anything to do with anything, but it just fits together in this really like 
magical way and a couple of weeks ago Sophie Hagen did um that so that they always instead of a jingle for the daddy hole bit right. they always do like a famous song and change the words to like why why did my dad leave basically oh, nice. and she literally changed all of the words from um the song Alexander Hamilton from Hamilton oh, the yeah. musical to like about her dad leaving <laughs> and it's honestly one of the funniest things I've ever heard oh my God. Okay. so um just go and check that one out but still come back to us and um <laughs> there's room for more than one party in your lives yeah don't worry but um yeah we'll but don't forget us we'll link that but I'm sure most people will have um heard of it anyway because yep. it's real real uh great mm-hmm. Olivia I just realized we talked about tv but we did not talk about the hottest literally just dropped about two hours ago trailer season two killing eve yeah which is great if you have not watched killing eve season one killing eve season one you must watch it absolutely it is just such an intense relationship story between two amazing powerful women played by two amazing powerful women yeah. and it's the like levels of psychopathy and obsession that are explored through Killing Eve are unparalleled I think in anything else and I love it so much I think obsession is the real prevailing yeah. um keyword and it's also queer obsession I would oh, say because there's definitely a lot of like lust that um overlays the intensity of of the relationship of those two key characters yeah, they are if if to be fair queer longing could just be a podcast about them because they are definitely queer longing for each other they definitely are and the second series of that is due out in april and the new trailer for it just dropped recently so go and have a look at that if you haven't um already same can be said for fleabag um bbc is just starting to tease a couple of little five second blips but i cannot wait i have to say i have seen some bits and bobs in my capacity as a staff member at the BBC. God, and that lanyard gets you everywhere. I know, and um, it looks great. Oh, without... I, lo- I loved Fleabag. And yeah. thought it was like just amazing, just, just brilliant. It looks really great. So that um, that's coming in February. And then also we've got um, RuPaul's Drag Race UK coming up. Uh, I'm keeping my little BD BBC eye on that um, at work at the moment. And today um, we've just confirmed that Graham Norton and Alan Carr are going yeah. to be guest celebrity judges. Very good. Good, so good pull there. I think that's really great casting. So hopefully if it all goes in that same vein, it's set up to be, be a really good of show. Fun. Loads of fun. Um, so yeah, some great TV bits Definitely. Um, on the lots, horizon. Yeah, lots to sit down and watch. Olivia, I have a confession. What? Well, I know we haven't got to our goals yet, but I just wanted to tell you that I did not reach my goal of last week. Didn't I have you? not finished that fucking book really yeah. are you really struggling with it not i'm not struggling with the book the book is great good i'm enjoying it i'm struggling to like s- read read it's okay. it, and that's usually the case it's it can be when it's like a bad book as well and that's like extra hard mm. this is literally just because i'm struggling to read i've been like super busy and like just really tired and then like just going to sleep well, um, i'm not reading when i usually i need to like make myself do the time of reading i think you need to go back to a non-fic because they always help you kind of re start the engine of reading yes well i only ever read like my first full non-fic like two years ago really yeah i i had never really touched like non-fic before that obviously apart from like at school and that but now that i've ever read one of those front yeah. to back when it's just like an atlas <laughs> one or... of those fucking like science books that have those stupid jokes in. yeah <laughs> with, yeah, like, the, that man with the sunglasses yeah the, or the cgp guy oh. being like vote senses lol <laughs> but that was like before lol came out so i guess that wouldn't be in there but basically that photosynthesis he he yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> 
I read a nonfiction two years ago called Nickel and Dimed, which is like a exploration of work um being like working class in America. Like a woman goes and like does all these like working class jobs, and it is such a good book. I would really recommend that. It's quite old, but it's it. I raced through it and was like, actually, maybe I love nonfic. So I'm gonna get back into nonfic. What have you been reading? Give me some recommendations. Well, I did start one book last week um, called Veronica, which does look like it'll be a really good book. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, it just wasn't the vibe for me at the time. And um, so that's a novel which I'm going to go back to definitely. I really want to read it, but just not now. And um, instead, weird how it all happened. So I ordered a book of Amazon and then I was listening to a podcast. Um, have you ever listened to JVN's podcast, Getting Curious? Yeah. Right. So um, another great shout out to another great queer podcast is his podcast, Getting Curious, where yeah. he takes different subjects and um, is curious about them. And then he gets an expert on and they have half an hour of chat about that subject. Yeah, it's really and, good. Really you know, informative. Yeah, he gets to learn more and ask questions that like we'd all probably ask as well. Yeah. And so he had Sally Cohn on talking about American politics. Now, I've mentioned Sally Cohn previously because I love her and she is this American left-wing political pundit she is a journalist and political pundit for CNN previously on Fox News which was a really interesting time as being a sort of lefty person working for Fox but anyway now she works for CNN and she was talking on um, that podcast about politics and anyway I did an Instagram story about it because literally love her and as soon as I saw it was her I just gagged and just did the Instagram story anyway (laughs) gagged she replied to it and posted my Instagram story and I told her that I loved her in the story put I love you she commented back including me in the story and put I love you back shit i'm not even joking oh my god well consider her marriage night spoiled because marriage night consider her consider her wedding night spoiled because it looks like you're swooping in there well she had a wedding night a long time ago she's happily married with the child so i'm guessing i'm just gonna have to leave it where it is but i couldn't do any work for the rest of the day i'm not surprised i was so so happy but weirdly enough i ordered the book that she has written recently i ordered it before i even listened to that podcast but on that on that same day so that um i've been away working in london the past week but i got back to the office today and there in my locker was <gasps> Sally Cohn's book The Opposite of Hate oh, okay. a field guide to repairing our humanity Ooh, that sounds good so it's a non-fic and um Elizabeth Gilbert you know the Eat Pray Love yeah. one describes it as a must-read book for all of us at this moment in history I'm grateful for Sally Cohn's clear voice and vision in showing us the way forward so it's basically um a book about American politics and the sort of polarizing nature of um, how these things are written about and what people's experiences are on both sides, sort of red and blue, and how um, sort of the history of hate and why we hate and the psychology of it. Uh, sounds and good. It's really, really interesting so far. I've only read about 20 pages on the tram on the way home, but <laughs> um, I'm going to read more tonight and I'll probably just steamroll um, through that. So you are Great. welcome to borrow it after I'm yeah, finished. Yeah, thank you. Right, so Olivia, I think it's about time. It's about that time of week. It's time for... Celine watch. Olivia, what's going on with Celine? Because you've done the you've done the research. You're looking at me. You look a bit tentative. If this was a meeting and outlook, you'd be saying tentative. So tell me. (laughs) I just wish that we could just show my face because I don't want to tell you the Celine watch this week. Oh my god, I'm scared. I know it's like it's quite bad. Okay, right. Just 
do it. Rip off the bandage. Okay, well, it seems like... Okay. So it <gasps> seems like Celine is being a bit of a bad gal Riri. Oh. I know. <laughs> We've all had that stage. And she's been naughty. Right. What kind of naughty? Okay, so... I need to know. This is an article... I mean, it's literally everywhere, but this is an article that I have found from Billboard. Right, I've got my head in my hands. Okay. And the headline is this. ICM Partners sues Celine Dion for unpaid commission <gasps> on $500 million deal. What? Yeah. So basically... Explain. Okay. ICM Partners has Celine Dion or had Celine Dion as a client. They've since dropped her after she apparently failed to pay commission on her concerts stemming from a deal signed in 2017. Oh. So... um, Well, she just like kept the money for herself. Well, apparently. And then they've come out and sent a press release saying that ICM will no longer be presenting Dion and will be initiating legal proceedings in order to receive that compensation that they say that they were owed and they've represented Celine Dion for over 30 years from the beginning of her career and they say unfortunately Miss Dion is refusing to pay the balance of commissions she owes the agency on this historic deal and that they have apparently made every effort to amicably resolve the matter and they say while we continue to admire and respect her extraordinary talent as an artist regrettably we're left with no choice but to initiate a legal proceeding to secure the compensation we're owed and as such we will no longer be representing her oh my god i'm shocked i can't believe it yeah i wonder why like maybe we haven't heard celine's side so i'd like to give her the benefit of doubt that maybe there's something there because they're just a big company and she's celine so but she also should be paying her commission if that's part of her deal so well, I would like to reserve judgment for now, but I am disappointed to hear that. Yeah, I feel like we don't know the full story yet, because no. as, as you rightfully point out, she hasn't given a statement that I've found yet, yeah. um, saying what her side of the story is. Hopefully next week we can is. bring to you Celine's side, and hopefully it all clears everything up, and we can go back to praising Celine. I know, because I like, I've been sort of on the lookout, as I always am, and my google alerts yeah. for any celine yeah. any celine news other search engines are available but um <laughs> i saw this literally like a couple of hours before we recorded yes and i was absolutely shook to my core i know that's horrible right well hopefully it will be okay and she will go back go back to being like the best hun otherwise next week it might be share watch <laughs> okay I, I think if we had to replace Celine Watch, it would probably be with Gillian Watch, do you not think? Yeah. Yeah, and um, as we mentioned on social, our friend actually saw Gillian and spoke to her herself when she went to the All About Eve um, production at the Noel Coward Theatre in London. And um, apparently she said to our friend, um, thank you so much for coming. And our friend said, no, thank you. Yeah, which is like, fair enough. Very exciting. Apparently she was as radiant as you might expect in real life. Yeah, her skin was glowing. Thank God. And apparently, or not apparently, and she took some um, very nice photographs of Gillian on her portrait mode iPhone 10. (laughs) So um, we've snapped those photos. We have full press access and they are on our Instagram. Go look at them. Have a nice time. Look at the stunner. Wonderful woman that is Gillian Anderson. So finally, before we head off, what is your goal for next week, Lucy? You already failed last week. So make it one that you can come good on. Jesus. (laughs) Well, this is actually, yeah. Okay. This is like going to make me sound like a slob, which I'm not. But my goal is to, it's very basic, it's to do all my washing. 
Okay. You know when you get to that point where you've just got loads and loads of washing? Yeah. And it's just because you've like been away at the weekend, you've just been like thrown on whatever for work or whatever and stuff like that. Well, actually I wear like very specific things for work, but I'm just have so much washing like you're wearing like really bizarre socks and like weird pants that you don't really like yeah today i had to wear a a, a pair of socks which was not a pair of socks which is like they're both black and they both have like tiny little dots on them but one was green and one was blue and you can't really tell but i knew and i was like it's gone too far it doesn't get you in the right mindset for the day does it really and and this is one of the problems i have with winter many a problem with winter but is that you can't like do your washing as efficiently because you can't like put it on the nice like balcony to get all nice and crisp in the hot sun but I aim to do all my washing this weekend. Okay. Um, and I will be very pleased to have it all nice, clean washing. I just need to get a grip on it. Yeah, it was really nice because I came back um, from working in London to my mum's house yeah. and worked from home on the Wednesday. And I did all of my washing that I had from the weekend and those few nice. days at my mum's. And like her house is really warm and there's loads of radiators. Yes. Whereas in the flat, I've got these hideous storage heaters that just don't do anything good literally like from a bunker yeah they're hideous hideous and so all of my clothes take ages to dry here so it's been really nice because i've just washed and dried everything in about one second there and honestly lucy i can identify with that goal because it's the little things in life it is isn't it yeah so i am so what about you what's your goal well my what's your goal (laughs) (laughs) um well my goal this week is um, actually quite a nice one. It's to go and see all the movies that I want to see. <gasps> yes, I want to see so many movies. So we there are into the cinema for ages. No, we haven't. So there are quite a few um, outstanding ones. Three of which are Green Book. Yeah. Um, three of which are Green Book. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All three <laughs> are, all green book. are Green Book. I will be seeing it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday <laughs> next week. A triple bill of Green Book. <laughs> um, there are three. So Green Book, <laughs> On the Basis of Sex, about um, the oh, life yeah. of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. Really excited to mm-hmm. see that. And then most of all is Boy Erased. Yes, I really want to see Boy Erased. And yeah. I've seen some um, queers I know on Twitter saying, like, go see Boy Erased, you must. Yeah. Um, and it, it does look really good. So we will definitely be giving that a watch. I also really want to see If Beale Street Could Talk, which is based on the James Baldwin um, book and James Baldwin was a great queer writer and I think it will be a great film. Aren't we seeing that next week? I believe we are seeing that next week. Okay, well we can, we can hopefully talk about that yeah. ne- next week which will be nice. And um, just for people who don't know, um, Boy Erased is um, about gay conversion therapy and there's been a podcast of the same name um, released called Boy Erased which I listened to which is absolutely ah, fantastic. really? Okay. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes. Please um, listen to that. And when, I think we went to the cinema a week or so ago and there was a a trailer for Boy Erased and a lot of the dialogue is basically exactly the same taken from archive that you get to hear um you know oh, that that that, wow. that raw archive from the podcast oh okay so that was quite chilling actually yeah. to see to see that in the in the trailer so yeah um looking forward to a couple of weeks of some good cinemaing I think need to, get, need to get into the cinema get that snack box oh yeah get the kids box kids box if, from if a you view want, cinema yeah if you want a good deal from a view cinema for your snackies. Get your kids' snack box. Get a nice bit of popcorn and a little tube of Smarties. Yeah, absolutely. And then the weird thing is, is that they're always like, oh, we don't, we can't give you any water, but we can give you like a giant coat. Yeah, and it's like, can you learn that actually children should have some water? So give me a water. It's I weird. know I'm not a child, but give me, give me water. And also, um, some some views, and depending on like how much the people fancy you, basically, is whether or not they will give you an ice blast. <laughs> within that deal so just know Sounds that like an innuendo. if you get 
If you get an ice blast, you're, you're looking good. <laughs> you're in the money. Yeah. And before we go, um, just as usual, please um, get in touch with us. We absolutely love um, to hear from you. It's been really great to have a few chats um, with some of you in the past week. Yeah, we, we love an interaction. We love it. Um, so tweet us at Queer Longing. Instagrammers. Do you, is that what you say? Instagrammers? I don't know. DM us on Instagram. Yeah, slide into those DMs slide on... Um, those sweet, sweet DMs. You will not regret it. We're also at Queer Longing on that as well. Um, you can email us, um, queerlonging at gmail.com and just tell us what you don't agree with, what you do agree with, <laughs> any Celine watches, any Jillian watches, because yeah. why the hell not? And just anything that you just want to chat to us about. We just absolutely yeah. love it. We are ready for you. And so until then, we'll be loving you, leaving you and longing for you until next time. Bye. Bye. Shitballs, it's 1 minute 18 nearly. I know, it's long that one. It's good though. Very good. Lots of bits.